Hello and welcome to my inner monologue podcast. The podcast where we talk about my inner monologue throughout the week. Oh no. Uh, Let's just get right into it. This week, my inner monologue went... (laughs) For 72 straight hours. Thanks for listening. Please make sure to check out our What was that? Our sponsor, Football After Dark Podcast. Coming up next. Well, Corey, that was incredible. Thank you. Um, but also, goddamn, I'm gonna have to edit that. I don't know if you saw the block <laughs> yeah, that showed up on my audio recording when that weird. happened, but holy fuck! Uh, I'll, uh, but I'll fix that. Don't you worry. Don't you worry about a damn thing. Oh my god, that was that was absolutely hilarious. But anyway, guys, um, I also have to start somber today, and uh, I'd like to welcome you all to the Jubby Report. And I would also like to give a quick moment of silence for uh, one big dick, Nick Foles. <laughs> Just a quick moment. Thank you. On to the Jubby Report. We shouldn't have rested in peace, big dick Nick. We should have rested in peace, big dick Nick's big dick. Because Nick's still here. Well, Nick's here, but he's just flaccid. Yeah, well, that was it. I was, oh, I, I forgot that it was in my script. I said, uh, please, take. let's take a quick moment of silence for Big Dick Nick, who has gone flaccid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, you know, no one's happier about that than Carson Wentz. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I was going to say that. Like, oh, man, Carson Wentz got his team back. That, that is exactly what happened. Uh, but anyway, uh, it's yet again time for... Coach Watch 2019, not 2018, Jubby, you fucking jackass. You did that last week. Most positions have been filled, so I'm going to do a run-through of the new hires. The Cleveland Browns promoted offensive coordinator Freddie Kitchens as their new head coach, which is an excellent move. Don't fix what isn't broke. The Browns went on their best stretch in years under Kitchens' play calling. We were, last week, we were, we were talking about that Freddie Kitchens hype. Remember when... Uh... I don't know. It was a long time ago. The the Giants decided to promote in-house with uh, a man called Ben McAdoo after they had a career year in offense, and then they were terrible. Yeah, but Ben McAdoo it. looked trashy. He didn't He's, look like a football Have you coach. seen Kitchen? He's looked like he was birthed by the city of Cleveland. That's why perfect. he's perfect. He's Not- a true Ohioan from Alabama. I think he'll be fine. I'm not worried about it. Dude, I listened to his uh, introduction-y, speechy thing today, and, like, he hyped me a little bit. I'm, I'm a Chiefs fan, but goddamn. Can I just say, just I'm Cleveland. mad that someone else came up with the uh, Every Baker Needs a Kitchens thing. That was, that was too easy. I was mad. I'm like, man, I thought about that when I first found out that their offensive coordinator's name was Freddie Kitchens. And then it just became, like, a thing. I'm like, I'm mad, dude. 
I wish I'd have thought of that myself. Well, I mean, I did, but like sooner, sooner. Mm-hmm. Wish I'd have thought of it sooner. Right. The Broncos hired Bears defensive coordinator Vic Fangio, a 60-year-old man who spent 19 of the last 20 years as, as a defensive coordinator. There's no denying Fangio's role in crafting the Bears' excellent defense. And John Elway wants to drag other teams in the mud since he can't draft a quarterback. Makes sense. It's, it's probably a good hire. We'll see what happens. The Bucks hired good old Bruce Arians, someone who is clearly a talented coach. I somehow doubt he could f- fix Jameis Winston, though. Arians announced his plans to build around the pit dweller was into it? 2019. Mm, maybe was, just dig some trenches. and. I was kind of scared at first, but then there was a set that came up that said five of the past seven years have been losing seasons for Arians, so I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's I, I doubt anything's going to change until they uh, change quarterbacks, so... And fix that defense. That defense well, is trash. Jameis is one of the best deep, is probably the best deep ball thrower in the NFL, and Bruce Arians likes the deep ball. Yep, but he also uh, throws picks like crazy. He's one of the pick leaders in the NFL up to week seven, despite not playing for three of those games. I think he, like, I heard something where, like, his turnover ratio in his college games is like the exact same as his pro games or something like that or it's really really close and it's mm-hmm. actually kind of insane mm. that this is just kind of who he is what he is yeah i don't know Let's see if you could build around that i don't know the jets pulled the jets and hired ex-dolphins head coach adam gase god did you really? see did you see adam gase when he came into his introduction thing oh today? my god he looked, he looked like, like, like he, was, he did a line yeah he looked like he was possessed yeah that's, that's a meme now that's oh such god. a meme now yeah, I, I mean, it, okay, I guess, if you, you want to keep doing what you're doing. You can take I, the man out of Miami, but you can't take the Miami out of the man, you know what I'm saying? Uh, still doing some beach coke, brought some with him. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, he's not even going to make it a season. Nope. The Bengals plan on hiring Rams quarterback coach Zach Taylor, who uh, Kuiper had coffee with last week. How was that? Oh, yeah, the coffee, okay, so um, we met at this uh, little place. Um, called C.J. Anderson's, <laughs> and uh, that was the name of the that was the name of the place. Uh-huh. Um, C.J. Anderson doesn't uh, own the place. This is like his uncle's uh, niece's uh, aunt who had a sex change into his uncle brother. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he. Uh, we had coffee together. I asked him about um, his plans for the Bengals, and uh, he said, "Oh no, I'm just gonna ask Sean every week what to do." I just gonna call him up. He's gonna call Sean up, and uh, after we left, um, I was given my certificate of uh, the certificate of being able to be a head coach, because I had coffee with someone that had coffee with Sean McVay. So I'm here to announce that I am officially the new head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Nice. So uh, this is the last time I ever see you guys. I gotta go down to Miami. No, no, no. We'll just go huh. with you. Um, All right. We're gonna be on your staff. The big takeaway from this uh, from this whole story is that it's it's not Hugh Jackson. So good on them. Right. <laughs> this is not Hugh Jackson. Right. Thank God. Speaking of the Dolphins, um, they plan on hiring Patriots, air quotes, defensive coordinator, Brian Flores. Man, that's not a good <laughs> Because hiring from the uh, Bill Belichick tree works so well. But not now even, I guess they're going to hire Nate Not Kuyper even the Bill, Be- the Bill Belichick defensive tree, all, I don't think they've ever won a game. <laughs> wow. I mean, they have. I mean, Matt Patricia won a couple yeah, games. Yeah, Matt maybe. Patricia won some Whatever. games under the Lions, but... He, like beat, uh, he beat his old boss. Whatever. That's because they were on the road. Patriots suck on the road. 
That's and true. Finally, the Cardinals hired USC offensive coordinator Cliff Kingsbury. Young guy, check. Offensive guy, check. Good team? Oh, shit. Cardinals are going 6-10 and 10 next year, lads. <laughs> They're one of the worst personnel teams in the league, and I know we were memeing about Cliff Kingsbury, but the man has a losing record as a head coach. He does. Couldn't even win the Big 12. He got hired because he coached Pat Mahomes. Yep. We'll see what happens. An interesting trend going on in the NFL. And we'll talk about the uh, the whole uh, defense doesn't matter meme later. Well, as you think about it, Vic Vangio went to the Broncos. So yeah, like... which might be oh. the best hire out of do, all of them. Do you have a – who else went to the Broncos? No. Mike Munchak! I didn't know that. Mad! Well, we That's, needed I'm another mad. moment. We needed a, another Oh, no, we moment. talked about that last week, I think. Oh, did we? Oh, yeah, whatever. we did. That's why I didn't. We need another oh, okay. moment of silence for uh, Mike McCarthy because nobody wanted to hire him. He had to come forward and say he's taking a year off of football. Yeah, I'm not playing the bagpipes for that one. <laughs> <laughs> he I'm actually not. took a year off. He is actually taking a year off because nobody wanted to hire him. I'm not playing the bagpipes for that one. Bye, Mike McCarthy. So, uh, speaking of flaccid birds, um, Eagles receiver Alshon Jeffrey played through Sunday's playoff game against the Saints with, with cracked ribs. I hope he recovers well. He's a very talented player. Did you see that excellent pitch to Marshawn Lattimore during that game? Oh, you motherfucker. Oh, I went there. <laughs> Sad boys. <laughs> you know what? One thing, like, people will make fun of Philadelphia fans all day, but they, like, went to bat for Alshon Jeffrey, whereas, they like, no, he's Bears a talented fans player. wanted to kill Cody Parkey. Yeah. Which, once again, I was I had to line up in defense for Cody Parkey. I didn't have to line up for defense of Alshon Jeffrey. He's got he's got them boys on his back because he is a talented guy. That shit happens, man. It's also talk like to a motherfucker that hasn't turned the ball over. Discriminatory because one's a kicker and one's a wide receiver. Yeah, it's easy to shit on kickers. Oh, whatever, dog. It is. It's easy to shit on kickers. Mm-hmm. It's like the easiest position to shit on because they're only out on the field like maybe max six times a game. Easy to shit on them. So, big news, guys. The performer for the Super Bowl halftime show has been set. And it's Maroon 5. Woo! Sorry for ruining your day. We're excited. I got uh, the moves like Jagger. Travis Scott is going to be there as well. So is Big Boy, who dropped and the big hottest boy. single yeah. of 2017. But his album sucked. So, <laughs> so, Oklahoma quarterback Kyler Murray has declared for the NFL draft, turning down a hella thick offer to join the MLB. Will the Heisman winner make a great QB appropriate to where he was drafted? Yeah, probably not. No. But he's entering the draft. He's a second or third round talent that's going to get drafted early in the first round because the team needs a quarterback. Yep. Welcome to drafting quarterbacks. He's, he, he's yeah, no, that's what drafting. Like, people think, oh, it worked for Baker, but like Kyle Murray, the difference between Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield is Baker Mayfield keeps his eyes down the field and always looks to pass. Kyle Murray's run first and doesn't have the accuracy or the exact arm talent that Baker does. So I think it's a... He had more attempts and better accuracy than any other quarterback in the NCAA this year. Who, Kyler? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but I don't think that translates better because he was still run first. I don't think he has the same skill set as Baker, but people are trying to compare them. Yeah, I agree. Uh, We'll see, though. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. The Antonio Brown drama continues as 49ers good boy Jerry Rice has claimed that the star wide receiver wants to play for the Niners, quote, really bad. His teammate and absolute good boy, Juju Smith-Schuster, 
took to his defense, stating, quote, He makes me better. He makes the team better. He's a great dude. For myself, I learned a lot from him from just playing with him. Good old Juju. He Good was old correct. Juju, man. That team, he, he is better with Antonio Brown on the field. He's absolutely correct. He's not stating anything that's, even though he's stating his feelings, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Antonio Brown being traded will be bad for the organization. And if he goes to the 49ers, that'll be lit for the Niners. Bad for the Steelers. Just flat out. The Patriots have been favored in... Uh, I'm, I'm not allowed to talk about that? I mean, if you want to, go huh? ahead. Go I'm ahead. just not allowed? I, you were just I'm quiet. Just, I'm just not allowed? You were just quiet, so I, I moved was, on. I was talking to people. Well, that's your fucking fault. Um, go ahead. Okay, so... He had to negotiate his Miami contract. Oh, okay. You're Right, okay, I'm a head coach now, right? You gotta chill. <laughs> um, Damn, dude. <laughs> So, um, a Miami coach whose favorite team is still the Steelers. Oh, yeah. You, okay. First of all, you know that happens all the time. It's almost like statistic. It's almost like a statistical anomaly that the per- that you're a coach on the team that you grew up liking. Right. But I feel like once you get to that level, you have to throw all biases aside. Mm. Yeah, that's true. But probably. But still, when you're spectating at home, your favorite all- team is who's ever giving you your next meal. Yeah. All out, all. It's true. I, I don't know. The, the Antonio Brown stuff, as it's developed, like, I'm still mad because I still am always going to side with Antonio Brown. Period. Because, I don't know. If you listened to the episode a couple weeks ago, you heard my tangent about it and how I feel like too many people are blaming other things other than Mike Tomlin and Ben Roethlisberger, which irritates me. It feels like the only things that aren't getting blamed. Yeah, they're the only things that aren't getting blamed. And I think that's part of the reason why Antonio Brown wants to leave. So I don't blame him. Right. But at the same time, like, if, if if they're willing to just walk, like, if they're willing to just let Antonio Brown walk, like, they're just going to trade him, then that really irritates me because it's it's almost like, well, then why didn't you just do that with, like, Le'Veon so that you didn't have it hanging over your head the entire time? Like, why wouldn't you just come out and say, hey, we're, we're not bringing him back. Because the team clearly doesn't have themselves together in like, the player management position, something that Mike Tomlin was famous for. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it just it it just frustrates me because like I'd be I'd be more okay with them letting Antonio uh, trading away Antonio Brown and getting I don't even know what they're gonna get for him because it's it's gonna be like not as much, but very similar to like the type of thing that the Raiders got for Khalil Mack. Right. I mean, for God's sakes, if Amari Cooper is worth a first-round pick, Antonio Brown's worth, like, a second and a first. Like, just, you know what I mean? Like, he's still, like, a top-five receiver in the NFL. Right. Truth. Like, Amari Cooper's not a top-five receiver in the NFL, and Dallas traded a first-round pick for him. And because of the immediate success that Dallas had once they got Amari Cooper... All the other teams in the NFL that don't have receivers are going to be like, ooh, see what I mean? Like, so it almost kind of like benefits the Steelers because now whatever they get is just going to be probably even more than what Antonio Brown would even be worth at this point. But like, still, I just, it's, it absolutely sucks. He's my favorite player ever. And like, I've said numerous times that if I ever saw him line up in another like uniform, I'd be like, just like, I don't know. Like, I'd just be crushed. Just might happen. Just like, in my heart of hearts, I would just be so devastated. But at the same time, I want him to go somewhere where the people around him work as hard as he works. And he doesn't just waste 
eight years of his prime. Niners probably that team. I just hope that that's where he goes. Because at least it'd be under, like, Gucci Garoppolo. Well, I'm saying, like... Better quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger. Can I just can I just say that I don't think it's going to be the 49ers? Can I tell you why? Huh. We play the 49ers next year. No. <laughs> no, that'd be the so, great story. Though. Well, no, no, no. I think that's literally going to come into play of why they don't give them to him. Because they're, they're not going to want to trade him to a place that he, they have to play immediately. In fear of like, oh no, if we trade him there and then he gets all hooba wooba dooba wooba. Like, probably going to be the dead skin. That's okay. Mike Tomlin's getting fired and this is a tank year, tank year next year anyway. Mike Tomlin ain't getting fired. Team's going to tank and Tomlin's going to get fired. Man, you know how many bad years Cower had? They just never fired him? Yeah, but that's because everyone knew Cower was good. People are talking about firing Mike Tomlin right now. Well, good. I want him fired. Yeah, so I will say it. this. We did just bring in Terrell Austin as, like, a DB's coach. And he's, like, renowned as, like, a really, really good, like, assistant defensive coordinator, like, assistant coach, which I liked. I'm like, that's cool. Like, I'm glad that they aren't just. Wasn't he on the Bengals? He was on the Bengals. For their career, like, historically bad well, defense. I mean, it was also, he, they were also injured a lot. He was also on. The Lions, I think. He's a very, very well-respected, like, assistant coach. So, like, we're going from having a really, really good offensive line coach to a really, really good DBs coach, which I don't know if that's an equal trade-off, but... Your DBs do need help. I... Oh, God. That's the big one. I just really want us to, like... If we're going to, like... If this is going to be a tank year, man, I want to do what the Raiders did. Just trade everybody. Get like five first round picks. Do it. Just trade Ben. Oh, like it. trade Joe Hayden. Bye Juju. <laughs> no, no, Juju will be fine. Just put Juju will get like a random hit. Like how about we do this? He's still in his rookie contract. Dude. In uh, in training camp, Juju will get like a weird like phantom He's hip gonna injury. Get you a lot because it's a cheap contract. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like Juju could just get like a like put a phantom a, hip injury and he just sits out the whole year. Put him in a a cryo. <laughs> <laughs> in a cryo chamber cryo him, just put here's what you do take juju and james connor and put them both and i guess jalen samuels too and just put all three of them in like cairo chambers and just let like stephen ridley and like darius hayward bay be like our receivers and win Ugh. and win one game and just let ben go three for 24 oh, i can't wait i can't wait till he just crashes and burns and it's coming away forever it's soon can't wait and then we uh we draft trevor lawrence from clemson oh that would be crazy Ooh, i would be so lit i'd be, be so, that's gonna be the that's gonna be what happens Super that's what crazy. i want to happen i want the steelers to just bottom out the next two years and then trevor lawrence comes out and we go from having like a like a 6'5 230 quarterback to a 6'6 230 quarterback that looks like a surfer dude and absolutely annihilated a pro defense in college. That's yeah. what I want. Interesting. That's, that's what I want. Could please please be a Steeler, Trevor Lawrence. Time for a quick Vegas meme. Holy shit, we're still in the jubby. Yeah. Oh, no. There's two more stories. Okay. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, it's a long one. The Patriots have been favored in 69 straight games under Tom Brady. Nice. Nice. That streak finally breaks this week with the Chiefs being favored by three points. Double nice. Saints are getting 
It just didn't need to be a point-showing contest, okay? And finally, continuing the Cody Parkey saga a little bit. Oh. He made an appearance on the Today Show. Oh, I think I saw something about that on Twitter. Right, and he talked about everything, and it was really weird. But then, uh, in, uh, in conference with Matt Nagy, um, he, uh, was questioned about it, and just straight up threw poor Cody Parkey under the bus, saying, quote, we, we talk about we instead of me. I didn't think it was a we thing. And they were also talking about how they're really focusing on the kicker position this offseason. It's, it's a position okay. we need to get better well, at. Well, <laughs> yep. to, to be fair, Cody Parkey was not very good. No, he was had a horrible year. He so, yeah, so, so Matt Nagy has the right to say... The dork like, master. That's what I'm saying. Like Matt Nagy has the, the right to say, like, we, we need better play from him. Like, it, he has the right to say Especially that. Especially for the buddy that they gave him. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, you know, he might just get fucking booted off the team. You know, they Boo. just paid him. That's you what happens with kickers as soon as you pay him. Boot. I was going to say, when you brought up the Vic Vangio thing, I actually think that's, like, a a terrible thing for the Bears. That's terrible. Like, right. that, like, I'm, okay, sure, they're still going to, they still have Khalil Mack and Roquan Smith and Trevathan and Amukamara and, like, a bunch of good players, but, like, you lose your coordinator... Like, that's still, like, that's a hard thing to replace. You right. could have like, Bob Sutton. Hey, Ugh. man. He, he, they turned it around. They're the number one defense left in the NFL now. Oh, God, no. <laughs> okay, since the jubby's over. Yes. Sh- should we just get the Chiefs out of the way? Let's get right into it. Let's get, okay, but here's. What do you mean get the Chiefs? Okay, whatever. Because it's going to. Because it's going to. Okay, it was the first game, and we it's also going to take an hour and a half. We did this last week. We just did them in order okay. in which they premiered. So we'll do the Chiefs. Here's the Colts game first. Um, then we can talk about the Cowboys Rams. Then. No, what the fuck? I want to say. Can I say, <laughs> some, can I say something about the, the Chiefs? The, the first thing about the Chiefs Colts game? Here, go ahead. You can watch it. Why is. I watched, I watched some of it. Why is everybody shocked that the Chiefs did really, really well? I'm Andy, Andy Reid had a bye week. Um, because <laughs> people not understand, this is a, this has been a a long standing meme. Like yeah, if but, Andy Reid has a bye week, but he it's like a boulder rolling down a hill. You just get a lot of momentum going, but and you a, just uh, take any but anything out. As a counterpoint to that, um, it doesn't matter because even with the bye week, Andy Reid has historically failed. But that, but not in that instance. No, it's I. I know the Chiefs the played and, like the Chiefs did, and that means the curse was broken. The Andy Reid that shouldn't be surprising. I'm not surprised about the Chiefs as much as I am surprised about the Colts. The 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 Andy Reid bye week momentum smashed through the brick wall. That was the Chiefs' home playoff losing streak. Right, I thought you were gonna say Quentin Nelson. <laughs> it was. The, he still played very the, well. The, that the game. Chiefs' home losing streak was the Berlin Wall. And Andy Reid was David Hasselhoff. You know what it was? Quentin Nelson still played very well. You two didn't even acknowledge my joke. Nope. <laughs> Damn. You know what it was? Corey liked it. I got a smirk out of Corey. Is the the Colts were the real sham team? Okay, if you know they, they were, were a sham team, what were the Texans? A the Tex- sham wow. Because the Texans got bounced. That's the bike the Colts. The Texans were destroyed. a sham team. The the Colts were the next sham team because. During their winning streak, they paid bottom ten of their eleven wins were against bottom half defenses and offenses. Outside of the Deshaun Watson game, yes. 
So, like, their defense was playing out of its mind, and we were all scared about that. I wasn't scared, but other people were scared. And, uh... You were, you were scared. You were terrified. You were, shit, you were crapping yourself. Shit, you were shaking in your dick last week. On this <laughs> when they were up... Matt, when the Chiefs were up 14 nothing, you were more scared at that point <laughs> than you were at the start of the game when it was 0-0. When they're... Tell the truth. When they were up 14 nothing, you were sitting there like... This is. I can't wait to cry. <laughs> I can't wait to be sad. Like you knew, I know you. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, and then like, oh man, and then the Sammy Watkins fumble happened. Oh, I like. I could. I could like feel you. I could like feel your presence. I don't. I saw it flash across my phone, and I'm like. Oh no! Honestly, oh, I was talking. Here about it comes. Earlier. Here it starts. The, the first moment was the blocked punt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Like we finally get stopped. We're up seventeen nothing or whatever, and I'm like, all right, we finally just stop defense. I don't know how many stops they have in them. Let's just try to, you know. And then they block a punt, and it gets recovered in the end zone. All of a sudden, it's seventeen seven. I'm like, oh no! Here it comes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I, Thank I, God the ensuing drive was Pat Mahomes getting 73 of the 75 yards and then scoring another touchdown. Honestly, that entire time, like I was talking to Matt about this earlier, and at, actually at no You're point You're not a Chiefs game, fan. You don't understand. No, but at no point in that game did I have any faith in the Colts. They were a fucking I, train wreck I will say, after, after, the, after it went, just watching... Like, those first two drives by them when they went three and out. I know the whole meme of the Chiefs at home against the Colts and all that stuff. And I... Oh, we were basically memeing the whole I, time. I was... I was you know, I'm, I sit here and I'm joking with you. Like, after that point, I was kind of like, there's no way. Like, there's, there's just no way. Like... They, it, they were just flatly outclassed. But also, they just were not playing. Mm. Like, I mean, up to that point, statistically... The Texans' defense was better than the Chiefs' defense. Did Peyton... Ma- did now, I disagree with that now after watching them play more and more. They've did, been getting better every week. You know, the Chiefs have a top pass rush. That is the biggest thing. The biggest strength, quote-unquote, of the Colts' offense was their uh, offensive line and their pass pass blocking. But the Chiefs were a top three. Almost, I think they might have been top two uh, rushing, like, pass rusher team all year like getting to the quarterback so they, they had to put a lot to cover their secondary mm-hmm. well, and no also, no that's the thing they don't blitz they're the least blitzing team in the nfl and also the the reason why the chiefs had an advantage was the strength of the colts o-line is guard center guard right not their tackles their tackles are actually like not very good so the Chiefs so, played them on that. Yeah, so the Chiefs just were like, okay, we're just going to take advantage of the fact that we have two really, really good pass rushers in Chris Jones and uh, Houston. And D. Ford. And D. Ford. Don't forget about D. Ford. He stripped the ball. He, he gave me hope again. And, like, those three, like, we're just going to we're just gonna not commit people to running into Quentin Nelson all the time, and we're just going to abuse their tackles. And... But yeah, the, the, I no, you're right though, Kuiper. When we went up fourteen nothing, seventeen nothing, and the punt got blocked in the end zone, I was like, "Here it comes. This is where it starts." And then they went down and scored again. And I was like, "All, all right." And then it was the two minute drive. But that drive was actually like executed amazing because we forced the Colts to use all three timeouts on that drive. Where if they had at least one timeout left, they would have scored a touchdown going into halftime because mm-hmm. of the way everything worked out. 
So, like, Andy Reid managed the clock effectively, and then they had less than two minutes with no timeouts, but then they went right down the fucking field. I was like, oh, no. But then Vinatieri missed a chip shot. It's like, this never happens to us. What's going on? We never get these breaks. Right? And then and then it was in the second half. We had, we started – Andy Reid fucking took his foot off the goddamn gas again like a fucking idiot. Run, run, pass. Run, run, pass. Run, run, pass. Three and out, three and out, three and out. No sustained drives. Nothing. But our defense was just three and out in them, three and out in them. It was really weird. I was not used to it. And then Sammy Watkins has the fumble. And I was like, oh, no, now it's over. Because the Colts finally have momentum and everything. But then D4 is like, nah, bro, I got you. And you could not – it wasn't just like it was just me as a Chiefs thing. When that Sammy Watkins fumble happened, you could feel the Arrowhead crowd like, this is where it starts. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the broadcast felt different. You could see it on the looks of the people in the stands. Everything changed for about five minutes until D Ford was like, "Nah, fam, I got you." Came around the edge and strip sack Andrew Luck and got the ball back. It was less than five minutes. It was quick. That ball got turned over again quick. That was fast. It was like two plays or something. Like yeah, that. it was like two plays. Let's can I let's say this. And we'll get to that game, because it's the third game. Um, out of the 16 teams that played this weekend, 16 teams played. Yeah, yeah right? Eight. Four games. Oh, four games. Oh, yeah, eight. eight. Wait. Yeah, yeah, eight. Four, four games. Oh, yeah, eight. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm eight dumb. <laughs> um, yeah, there are, eight, there are eight teams that played, right? Yeah. Um, they all kind of looked really bad, except for the Patriots. And that scares me. <laughs> Playing against the Chargers team that had their foot, had did the Andy Reid foot off the gas thing uh, the entire time From when the they start. were down. I know, but I'm just saying. No, the, the Chargers had that. The, the Chargers' main fuck up was the fact that after they played in Baltimore, they didn't make arrangements to stay on the East Coast. They flew back to LA for a few days, and then flew all the way into Boston. And and Bill Belichick knew that, took advantage of it. And chose to receive instead of deferring after winning the coin toss to set the pace. It was, well, and we'll get to that game more specifically because that was another thing that they did. But like that Chiefs Colts game, at least from what I saw, and then eventually what I ended up like looking up was like it started out like looking like it was going to be a blowout, obviously because it was seventeen nothing, and then like then it looked like the Colts were going to make a comeback, and then the, it just like just died like the game was just punt 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 turnover turnover punt 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 the, punt like the only thing though that, that I, don't, I i think like i said I, I keep saying this whole time at no point in that game did the colts actually have a shot none no point i don't think so. that offense was not moving the whole fucking so, time i mean they were 0-9 on third down conversions right. okay. at no moment was that offense actually moving. let's 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 call a spade a spade the colts overachieved they're ahead of schedule on what they're supposed to be. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They overachieved this year. They, they were on a rebuilding so. year. They were on a rebuilding year on any luck. Yeah. With a new coach. Right. Like... A coach they weren't supposed to have. It's the same thing that happened with the Bears. Mm-hmm. It's the same exact thing. Just like how the Rams fuck, like, fuck, got fucked immediately in the playoffs last year. This is what happens. The Col- that are- but, but the Colts had the luxury of playing the Texans the first mm-hmm. game in the playoffs. Yeah. A, team that, a team that they had already played twice. Yeah, if we're going to call the, a spade a spade. That's what it is. The Colts, that's exactly what it is. The Colts still don't have a true number two receiver. They still have issues with a pass rush. 
They still don't have very good corner play. They pretty much have to play zone the entire game because they just don't have, like, the DBs to, to man up against people one-on-one mm-hmm. on a consistent basis. Um, at least not when they're at least when they're playing teams that they aren't too familiar with. And right. going up against a, the Kansas City offense with Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, if you play zone coverage, you're going to get murdered. Yeah, like, you're, you're just going to get yeah, you're going to get torn apart. You're just so. going to get killed. God, it was so good. Yeah. It was, it was so much fun. At least watch. give the Colts that Darius Leonard played out of his fucking mind. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah Darius Leonard's like going to be one of the best middle linebackers in the NFL for the next like eight to ten years. Like, it's pretty much going to be, like, him, Bobby Wagner, Keekly, and, like, I don't know, fill out the rest of the list. Right. But, like, oh, yeah, they the, – the reason why you can be optimistic about the Colts is that they absolutely just, like, they did what the Saints did last year, which was just hit a draft class out of the park. Like, they with, – with just with Leonard – and Nelson alone. Like, that is a... Those are two home runs. You have two of the best rookies in their position that year. Probably the two best rookies yeah, at their uh, position. Oh, I, I, I agree that Quinn Nelson's the best offensive right. lineman that came out the, of this Darius draft. Darius Leonard led the league in tackles. Right. Like, yeah, that's as, crazy. As a rookie. That's, uh, that's an insane statistic. They have no bad contracts on their roster. Right. It's, all, it's a young team. They're going to be... Yeah, that's like, give them, a, give, them a, give them another year. What happened when you gave Rams another year? They're in the fucking divisional. I mean, they're they're in the yeah they're they're playing for the conference right now. Mm. Yeah. And mm. last year they lost in the first round. It's so really, it's what really do you, what do you want? I don't know. I mean, I don't. I I just don't. I don't know how you like. I don't know. The Chiefs bias coming in as usual to say that the Chiefs didn't look like a good team. No, no, they did. I'm saying like it's almost like the Chiefs came out of the gate. Well, no, I'm not saying that they're a bad team. I'm kind of just like. I don't want to say I'm parroting what you said, but like Andy Reid did the Andy Reid thing in that second half, and where he, he took the foot off the gas. If he does that next week, he's gonna lose. Yeah, and he he's, if you if you do that next week, you're not gonna win. So I think it, it's still like it it wasn't the and this is your thing. It wasn't the tale as old as time. It was like the tale as old as like last week. <laughs> like <laughs> and Andy Reid cannot. A 17-point lead against Tom Brady is nothing. Is nothing. I've seen him come back from it multiple times. Right. I don't, this version of Tom Brady, when they come on the road, though, and the way everything happens, who knows? They are who a bad cares? They are, Who cares? No, no, they're a bad road team. They, they are objectively a bad road team yeah, this sure, year. Yeah, sure, but I don't care because it's in the playoffs now. And That's true. You can look at whatever a, outlook you want to look at. If Andy Reid, for, for even half a quarter, takes his foot off the fucking gas, the Chiefs lose that game. It's uh, it's de- there's a definitely not. You do not look down at Tom Brady. You will be looking up even if you beat them. You will be looking. Every quarterback will be looking up at Tom Brady for their entire fucking career. You cannot do that. It's it is in their face all the fucking time. You drive it, drive it, drive it. That's the only way you win against the Patriots. That's it. Nothing else. Well, well then. You come out, you come out guns blazing for all four quarters, no matter how far you're up. That's what uh, that's what the Eagles did. Yep. I, I tell people that all the time. The way you beat the Patriots is the same way you beat Alabama in college football. Just throw haymakers, constant haymakers. You just, don't stop. You just throw, throw your, throw your hardest punch over and over again. Like don't, uh, don't do what the Falcons did. 
You know, <laughs> that's the classic, you know, do what they don't do. Don't be the Falcons, be the Eagles. And the worry you think about that game is that Andy Reid does that. He takes his foot off the gas. You're up 17 going into the half, he takes his foot I, off the gas and he comes back on the field. It's not going to happen. There's a couple things I think will be at play, though. I think Andy Reid is still going to be ticked off about the Super Bowl loss. So I think he'll be. I I don't think he'll do that. He he plays Belichick different than yeah. he plays any other. Yeah, coach. He, he him and him and Belichick have had like, obviously like for a long time. All the like, regular season game was an all out brawl. It was right. crazy. Yeah, and I mean up until this year, you know the Chiefs have been getting. I mean obviously because the triangle is reversed, you guys are going to lose. Um, nah, Patty's <laughs> just going to reverse the reverse. <laughs> no, he can't. Well, he can't do it. This is how we will determine if. This game will determine if Patrick Mahomes reverses curses or breaks them. <laughs> well, he at least reversed it in the regular season. Maybe in the postseason it's null and void. I mean, like, postseason, most regular season memes are null and void anyway. Possibly. Postseason's I mean, I think so. So let's let's move on to the next game after that, um, which was Dallas and the Rams. And, man, did that game look like it was going to be a blowout, too. I'm going to be honest, I, I watched only the first half of that game and thought like the Rams were going away with it, and then the Cowboys tried to make it close in the end. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I just As... fell asleep. The The emotional exhaustion from the first game, I was <laughs> lights out. I fell asleep. I slept like a goddamn baby. <laughs> and a big cry fell asleep. Pretty much. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Um, no, that the story of that game is uh, that team's not good enough. Now, the story of the game is Zeke Elliott only had 45 rushing yards or something like that. The, hey, the Rams stopped the run. Dak can't make plays in the pocket at all. No, no, he can't. Not at all. I mean, Dak was doing his best to keep him in that game, but he, I mean, he he did good. Like if he was on the run or if like he was throwing outside the pocket, like his throws outside the pocket are pretty much perfect. There was that one down the sideline to Gallup that was 30 yards down the field. Mm-hmm. It was right where it needed to be. But when he's in the pocket, he's Grounding the ball and bouncing the ball off the ground. Yep. He, he doesn't. He also doesn't go through progressions when he's in the pocket. Yeah, he, this, these are issues, and like, and he hasn't worked them out by now. He's in trouble. I think that. I think the Rams. I don't. I don't really know how to like. I. I just think like the Rams took advantage of a Dallas team. That came in like, super super, I don't want to say arrogant. But they came in like, I don't know, like earlier in the season they had shut down the running game of the Saints. They just shut it down. And then a week before they took on the Rams, they shut down the Seahawks running game, which was the best in the NFL. So I guess they just kind of like thought that maybe it was just going to be easy. And like the addition of C.J. Anderson and for some reason him playing super good – it makes does, this a scary tandem do, now, doesn't does, it? Does C.J. Anderson playing to this potential uh, mean that Todd Gurley isn't as good as we think and it's all the Rams' offensive line? No. No, because we saw Todd Gurley without that offensive line for a rookie year, too. And he played better than he did. Just throwing it out there. Just he, had better, he had a better rookie year under a not-as-good offensive line than he had this the year that he had this year. Rush he had more touchdowns. Least. Yeah, he had more touchdowns, but that, that just means the, the Rams got to the one-yard line and Todd uh, punched it in. I don't know if you forgot, but C.J. Anderson was a 1,000-yard rusher for like uh, three seasons. Uh, he was. Man, he played for some trash team. <laughs> and then goes to Ron Rivera and... Ron Rivera's like, we're just going to run Christian McCaffrey into the ground. And throw him into the ground. We're going to let Christian McCaffrey touch the ball 300 times a year. And he's That'll a small, work. He's a small, undersized <laughs> running back. 
from Stanford. He'll be fine. I uh, like Christian McCaffrey. Uh, me too. I love um, him. He's great. I don't know. Like, th- that, from what I've seen, again, because I didn't watch the game, but everything that I've seen and heard was that the Rams just kind of, like, outcoached the Cowboys. And that the, the, the Cowboys offense pretty much just became, like, like you said, like Dak has to either make the play with his legs or make the play running out of the pocket. And Dak is very average. That's again, we're just calling a spade a spade. Dak is average. Dak is not great. He has some terrible moments, but he has some he has some terrible moments, but then he has some clutch moments. But that gets equaled out to where, like you said, he just dirts balls. Yeah, it, it's I've been hearing it all over. All season about about Dak Prescott, it's high floor, low ceiling. You know what you're getting with Dak Prescott, and he's not gonna he's not gonna do some kind of breakout bullshit. You can win games, you can get to the playoffs with a quarterback like Dak Prescott. Yeah, he needs a <laughs> he needs a lot of help. You need a good offensive line. You need a good running game. You need Amari Cooper. You need a good defense. You need maybe <laughs> once. What's that? Eagles. Yep. Foles. Yep. Foles is really average but he has a great team around him and that's why they won a super bowl do you think so i i think so yeah you think Foles is average yeah i i, I think he's a big dick when he feels like he wants to swing it he wins football games it's too bad he only gets erect in december i do get i do get the idea i do get the impression from nick Foles that he's like that guys like playing with nick and a lot of eagles players say that and i think that that like if nick because nick Foles is not going to be an eagle next year no, he's not. no, he's, he's going to go some, some, yeah, someone, his contract is up. Someone's going to offer the Eagles a, sh- a, a, an ass ton of something. And he's going to go be a franchise quarterback somewhere else, which is great. And Carson Wentz gets his, <laughs> Carson Wentz gets his team back. Um, I wonder if that, uh, shrine and who is it? Is it Chris Long has a shrine of Nick Foles in his locker? He does. I wonder if that's still going to be there. That's they wonderful. That's out of, wonderful. Just out of respect. But no, I think um, I don't think I, I saw an interesting poll on Twitter that's like, is the Dallas Cowboys season a failure? No. Yeah, and I said no. I'm like, dude, they were three and five at one point. They were three and five. They got their asses kicked by Tennessee on Monday Night Football, and then they won like six games straight and made the playoffs they, and beat the Saints, who were probably going to go to the Super Bowl. Like they beat they fixed they filled the biggest hole in their team in the middle of the season, and it paid off super well. So I don't and think they found a defense. Yeah, I don't like the idea that that, that they, the season was a failure. And as far no. as the Rams go, they're the Rams. They're I don't the know. Same Rams you've been seeing. They're, they're the Rams. They had a bye week. They were at home against a Dallas team that was exceptionally confident. I will say this: the Rams, and this is kind of like hyperbole. The Bears would have beat the Rams. I think. I think the Bears would have beat the Rams. Oh, for sure. Because the Bears had already beaten them it would have kind of been the same situation like if i'd have been the saints i wouldn't have wanted to play dallas because then dallas even though it's in new orleans dallas is going into that game thinking to themselves we've already beat them you know what i mean we've already beaten them and since that dallas game new orleans hadn't been playing particularly well like they'd been winning but they hadn't really been playing as well as they had like earlier in the year so i feel like the same thing would have happened if the bear had the bears played the rams i think I actually, I, I don't want to say I know, but, like, I really think that would have happened. Um, obviously, the score, what was the score when they played? Like, 12-6? to 6? 
It was, yeah. Yeah, something like that. It would not have been 12-6. to six, But I certainly think that the Rams lucked out with Cody Parkey missing that field goal. Because let's be honest, like, the Bears won that football game. Like well, the kick was blocked. Mitch Trubisky, yeah. Mitch Trubisky got them down. Mitch Trubisky did his job. Right. Like, this whole idea that Mitch Trubisky can't play. Dude, Mitch Trubisky got the ball with, in the waning moments of a playoff game, and got his team down the field down one. Right. Like, what else can you ask a second-year quarterback to do? I mean, truth. You know it, what I mean? It, it Trubisky played hella good. Like, Trubisky showed that, like, he is their quarterback of the future for sure. Like he is. any doubters should be gone with the way he brought that team back. Right. He's got some he's got some shit to work out, but he's young. He does. But I definitely think that anyone that believes that oh, they lost that game cuz Mitch couldn't make plays. No, they lost that game because somebody blocked Cody Parkey's kick. And even though even though it was blocked, he still almost made it. Right. Yeah. Uh, you need you need to hope you get at least like one more good drive out of the Bears because if that kick wasn't in the final two minutes of the game, he makes it because it doesn't get iced and he makes it the first time. Mm-hmm. So like, it wouldn't get iced. He wouldn't have to try it again, and he makes it the first time. Mm-hmm. So if you give him that opportunity at any other point in the game besides the final two minutes, mm-hmm. the Bears are going to play. Uh, the Rams. Right. I, I, I like that idea, but... Well, had they played the Rams? Because Dallas won. Yeah, they would have played the Rams. Yeah. And then Dallas would have played... Dallas would have played New Orleans. Yep, yep, Which yep. were the two, mat- the two rematches I wanted to see. Because I wanted to see how the Rams and the Saints responded to the two teams that kind of... I don't want to say beat them down. They didn't blow them out, but they kind of like embarrassed them on national television, you know, because that game was on Thursday. The other game was on Sunday night. Right. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I just feel – I picked the Bears to go to the Super Bowl because I really wanted to see Matt Nagy take on his protege. I wanted to see Matt Nagy versus Andy Reid. I thought that would have been a great, like, storyline going into the game. And, of course, you would have seen the classic, like, great defense versus great offense – and simultaneously, you have a creative offense with the Bears going up against. I don't know what you what adjective you'd use to describe the Chiefs' defense. Good at home. Good at good at home. Yeah, but progressing. It's a progressing defense. Good I, at home. They is, give is, up. They give up seventeen points at home. They were giving up thirty two on the road. Right. Is is, is the Super Bowl in Kansas City? No. Oh. But it's a neutral site, so it's good. Yeah. What? I'm just saying. I'm saying. I still want to fire Bob Sutton, but he put on the biggest bamboozle in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he, right. he played bad for 16 weeks. It was all a ploy. That, Nobody that, has tape on our defense now. They don't. Right. They don't know that. They, they don't know that all we do is uh, play no blitz man coverage all game. Yeah. That team and that for some a... reason the Colts couldn't beat it. Right. That Chiefs also had a, had one Eric right. Berry on the team for more than a week. So do you want to do you want to switch over to the game I'm that it matters? Do you want to switch over to the game that there's nothing to talk about, which is the Patriots and the Chargers? I mean, there's I, there's only a couple things you can say about this game. Of course, the Patriots did the Patriots, and then they just force, force no, no, shit down their throat. No, no, no. The Chargers are dumb. The Chargers yeah. that entire game. Jamal Adams, who plays for the New York Jets, tweeted about it during the game. He's like. 
why are you playing with six DBs? That doesn't work. They're, it worked last week. They, right. It worked last week. Why are you doing it now? It's not working. I guess the run-only football Scrap team. it. Like Scrap it. What are you doing? I, I don't know. And they never switched out of it. I, I mean, they just their, kept running in it. In their defense, the, the Patriots didn't score a touchdown in the second half. Woo! Um, so did they? Yeah, they scored like three. Two? Oh! What was the score by that point? 40 to what? 41 to 28 at the end yep. of the game. Yep. Yep, didn't matter uh, because I don't. They, they came out. The Chargers came out on offense. James and, White uh, had James White had five had fifteen catches. Yeah. Guess how many rush attempts he had? What two? Zero. Right. They project what they do every time with their running backs, and nobody fucking <laughs> like can do anything about it because they. If you see James White, I that's think he has like zone. seven rush attempts that's on the year. That's because yeah. that's because they were playing zone. Next week when they got to go to Kansas City, all we do is play man. You can't get that running back hit you on a man coverage. But, you have. It's so stupid. I don't know why you can't cover their running backs because they tell you what they're gonna do. So, is James White out there? They're not running the ball. Is Sonny Michelle out there? They're not passing the ball because Sonny Michelle, like I think, has, including last game, he has like two catches on the year, and then James White. I don't. He has more than seven rush attempts, but it's not a lot. Like yeah. it's just passes. And then they put in Rex Burkhead and they run like play action. Right. Like, like yeah, no, what's that? That was just them running a horrible defensive scheme. Offensively, oh they God. did they did run, run, pass, punt, run, run, pass, punt the whole fucking game. Every once in a while, Philip Rivers would take a shot, like take a long shot, and it would miss because their their receiver would fail in man coverage. It only worked, had, yeah, it worked he had one Keenan time. Keenan Allen for a forty yard touchdown. Mm. Yeah, it had worked one time, but they didn't take. But they, I think they only took a shot, like, I think three times in the whole game. Did you hear? And no, why? They, they took a bunch of shots early, but then the only one worked, and they kept getting knocked down, and then they were just tired. And Phillip Rivers was complaining to the refs after every play about getting goosed. And... So you, you're telling me <laughs> that goosed. they were trying to throw the haymakers, but they just weren't landing. Yeah. They were throwing them. They were throwing the left-handed haymaker, and they're right-handed. Uh, they spent so much. They didn't, they didn't take as many shots as I normally see the Chargers do. There was a lot of run, run, pass, punt, run, run, pass, punt, like a lot of it. When they're down, why? Because they they didn't they were in a they were in a circumstance that they're not used to. And by the way, they moved, and they didn't have their their uh, their star starting running back in that game. Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Shocker! He touches the ball thirty times a game. Yeah. So shocker! Uh, what are you doing? Like I don't know, dumbasses. So it was like they walked into that game. Not talk about foot off the gas. They walked into that game with their foot off the gas. Yeah, and they were tired. They stupidly played a football game in Baltimore early, flew home, jet lagged. It took a few days, then flew all the way back out to Boston, West Coast, East Coast, jet lagged. Had to play a football game at one o'clock again. Did you? Know- which to them is like nine in the morning. Why did they not take a page out of the 49ers book and just stay here? Because they're idiots and just Anthony Lynn's an idiot. I remember when the 49ers had to play, I think, the Giants in the playoffs. But they had to play... Maybe it wasn't... No, they, it was like in the regular season. It was regular season. And they had two games on the East Coast. So if you guys don't know, uh, the guy that... Uh, I guess his family owns the 49ers is from the area that we live, uh, DeBartlow. So he has a bunch of buildings all over the place. 
And the 49ers just, like, stayed here on the East Coast and practiced. Why didn't the Chargers just do that? Right. <laughs> like, I don't know. And, and you guys like, oh, you know, the excuses and stuff. The Chargers. I give credit to the Chargers because they got the revenge game against the Ravens. I, I think what these playoffs proved more than anything is that there are a lot of teams... I think I think it, I think it proved the, I think the thing that we've been saying all year long where like there were always these four teams that are left the Chiefs Patriots um Chiefs Patriots Saints and Saints, Rams. Rams were the four best teams were the four best teams they and, were all the one and two seeds and they right. were, and what what happened what did I harp on last week even though I was half hypocritical about it the entire time everybody fell in love with the wild card teams because they saw them play for a week and the top four teams in the league had a week off, so everybody forgot about him. So, oh, the Cowboys are hot. The Eagles are hot. The Colts are hot. Look out for the Chargers. They got the best personnel in football. And then they get their shit kicked in by the four best teams in football. I, but that's what, yeah, like the whole time, I think we've been saying, like, there are four really, really good teams. We weren't really sure if the Patriots were real. The Patriots aren't really, really good. They no. just have a great quarterback and a great coach. And a great home field. And a great home field advantage. So, like... I think everybody just got really, like, it, it was always, like, these four teams are great. Everybody else we don't know. Everyone else is either inconsistent or ahead of schedule or play up to their competition and then have bad games afterwards or are schemey type of teams. And the four best teams in the league are the four best teams that are, are the four teams that are left. These are the four best teams in the league right now. Right. And there are the teams that are left. And a lot of people are like, oh, it's all the ones in the two seats. Right. The best teams win. That's how it's been for the last few years. Do people just forget about this? Right. Six, I think it's six years. The, in the past six years, the two teams that are going to be in the Super Bowl have had the first bye week. Yes. Yes. Yep. It's not hard to figure out. No. Like, the better teams, that's why you want the home – that's why – he was like, oh, the bye week in the home. No, you want that. That's why every team fights for the bye week. And the home team it has like an 80% win rate over the away team. So, like, the chances of a 1-1 one, one, one seed, one seed Super Bowl are astronomically high. Yes. It's just what happens. There's a reason why you get the one seed. There's a reason why you play your ass off to get home field advantage in a bye week through the playoffs. Right. There is statistical evidence that proves that it is adv advantageous that you do so. So, finally, the last game. Corey, tell uh, us why it took. Why'd you block angry? Yeah, it took took. Why why did it take fifteen minutes for the Saints to remember they were playing football? Uh, first of all, we played perfect after I blocked angry. So <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's staying blocked no, he forever. Wants to, he yeah. wants to be unblocked so bad. Nope. <laughs> Not until the Saints <laughs> lose, and then. It apparently isn't just from blocking angry. Oh <laughs> I knew there had to be a catalyst. <laughs> yeah, until it's I knew there had to Sorry, be a angry. catalyst as to as to. I did you know. I forgot. Like before the Chiefs game happened, I was like angry. If you message me or tweet at me or anything while the game's going on, I'm gonna get snappy and block you. So don't. I forgot to tell him to not do it to Corey. Also, <laughs> man, y'all y'all passionate as fuck. I'm yeah. I'm going to throw you 52 seconds on why Drew Brees is the MVP. All right. 52 seconds? There's three streaks to this game. You play, you compete, and lethal. We 
Why don't you have a lethal jersey yet, or a lethal hoodie yet? You can't teach that. If I had a jersey or a shirt for every time that Drew Brees made a fantastic pregame speech, I'd be fucking broke because he does that every week. No, he does. That's the kind of leader he is. You can't fucking teach that. You no, can't. You can't, you can't is... have that charisma about you. Like you can. There's 32 other people in the league that can throw the ball 40 yards down the field. There's Two people that do that, maybe him and him and Brady probably. Because Brady's like that too, right? Like that's that, that's what makes them special. That's what makes them right. the last two remaining like goats in the NFL. You getting comfy over there? Yeah. That, that's what makes them the last two remaining like greatest of all time quarterbacks in the NFL. Right. It's that. And the only two people who are doing that at that level right now, that kind of leadership, are Drew Brees, Tom Brady. Brees has been doing that for a really long time, and. Like the whole all the, Tom Brady does is wear a big coat. The, the the stuff that the stuff Breeze does prior to the game, the little chant that he always leads, is like it's mesmerizing. Like I don't know, it's weird. It's so like weird because like you listen to him like get interviewed, and he's like so like I don't want to say mundane, right? But he's so like like. Just very gentle and calm. I want to. My like... favorite thing is when other people try to emulate the Drew Brees thing, and the team doesn't respond because they're like, "No, you suck." Kirk Cousins. Yeah. James Winston. <laughs> yeah. Let's eat this W. Who wanted you W? Who wanted you W? I don't. I don't know how to do that hand thing. It's this. Who wanted you to W? Eat a W. You're a lobster. Who wanted you to W? I'm a less than Uber driver. <laughs> what James? I live Lester? in a. I live in a pit. <laughs> <laughs> Down by the river. <laughs> I fucking hate him. I hope he goes away. Oh my fuck, god. Fuck you, Bruce Arias. I'm gonna build a team around. Him. Fuck you. All but right. I hope you, I hope I, you win I, again, two games. Outside of Drew Brees being great, why did it take 15 minutes <laughs> for the Saints to? Okay, so the Saints played. It was quite possibly the best 45 minute stretch of football all year. But then it. But the problem was. It was preceding a terrible 15 minutes. That was an absolute... I mean, I don't even... I, I can't... I can barely imagine what was going through your mind in that first quarter. Uh, it's on, on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, I know. Right, I, I, that's why I was like... I just, Give me a I, minute. I'm going to read it. Because right. it was really funny. Because right, so, I was out. flipping through Twitter while that game was going on because I wanted to see what you tweeted, Corey. And my God, I was I was cracking up. So hold on. Let me, let me go pull it up. <laughs> Did you? How did you like the Ingram and Kamara wearing ski masks? <laughs> I mean, everybody. Michael Thomas. I want to talk about Michael Thomas' game. Okay, go ahead. All right. So, hold on. I have a, a thing. Was it 12 catches, 172 yards, and a touchdown? 
Here we go. Stat line. I'm right. really mad Taysom Hill didn't get to keep that touchdown because I have him in fantasy. That was awesome. But uh, here, here's Corey's here's Corey's stream of consciousness tweets during this game. Um, seriously, not going to throw a flag on that bullshit by Maddox. That was good. It, he was holding down Michael Thomas. Yeah, arm. it was like bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to puke. Someone fucking kill me. What the fuck? Seriously, what is this? God damn it, god damn it, god damn it. God damn it, I love Michael Thomas, but still, god damn it. I can't fucking stand this shit. He picked up the ball and turned around and took a step. What the fuck are you talking about? This is dumb. Sproles <laughs> that, hold on, hold on. that one was so obviously biased because he did not pick up the ball and take a step. He did. He did. did he, he not did, see did, what? Were you not did. watching the same fucking game? I was. <laughs> he barely held on to the ball. He barely... He was fumbling with it. There's no way possession transferred. He... (laughs) The only reason why the two of them are fighting is because they know they're going to have to fight for the next two weeks. If that was a catch, he would have... It would have been a... If it was... He was throwing the ball, that would have been a catch. No, no, wait. I thought you were talking about the the fumble. I I was. was are you talking about the fumble by the, Breeze that was recovered? That wasn't recovered by the Eagles guy, but then was re-recovered by the Saints, so they gave him a first down. No, I'm talking down? about the fumble by Drew Breeze that was recovered by the Eagles and then fumbled again. <laughs> but it wasn't. It was. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, continue the stream of consciousness. Okay. The only reason why the two of them are fighting is because they know they're going to have to fight for the next two they're, weeks. They're, they're not going to be. I'm in the not Super saying Bowl. that because that jinx it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, Sproles fucking owes us for fumbling that game away against the 49ers, which is great. Uh, can we fucking not fucking get him? They're, they're going to go for it and miss it. God damn it. Tommy Lee Lewis is going to lose the game for us, calling it now. And then uh, the Saints won, and here's a uh, just wall of Corey sharing shit from that because then the game was won after that. Right. Man, um, you, you, were, you went through... I was... I... I slept for six hours before I had to go to work this morning, and I woke up exhausted because of how emotionally spent I was from the three hours of football. Dude, I, it's a mood. <laughs> like I told you with the Chiefs game, I was so emotionally spent that I passed out. I slept for nine hours, and I had to, I, and I woke up to go to work the next day, and it, it was weird. Dude, that's how I felt after that uh that that Packers Dallas game. Like Playoff when game they beat when year. the Steelers beat the Patriots, how did you feel? Oh my god. That that was cathartic, right? Oh, he did, he was at, he came right to my house. I came me. I came to Justin's house, and I think the thing I screamed at the top of my lungs was, "I hate this team." Why? Yeah, was what I said. <laughs> um, but no, I, I I don't know. Like the final score of fourteen to twenty doesn't indicate the fact that for forty five minutes the Eagles literally did nothing. Right, and they like, scored twice, like super quick, and mm-hmm. they did nothing. I was nothing. I was worried the entire time afterwards. Still, I, I didn't tweet about it to show it because I was too busy being worried about it. But <laughs> fucking Eagles pulled that shit all year of like just last minute trying like makes miracles happen with Big Dick Nick. Mm-hmm. You're only up by six points. Like you only need a touchdown to fucking go to the NFC Championship game, and that was the final score. And that was uh, you know, whatever. But anyway, I wanted to get to the Michael Thomas game. Yes. The what's probably the greatest performance by a wide receiver ever was uh Steve Smith uh against I think it was the Bears, but he caught it in the postseason. Mm-hmm. The greatest postseason performance. He had 
He caught 12 for 13 targets for 218 yards. He had seven first downs and two touchdowns. And that's probably the great, like, looking at a body of work, not just single play. Like, mm-hmm. that was that was 2005 when before they played the uh, Seahawks in the championship. He was still on the Panthers. Yeah. Yeah. It was, like, that's considered, like, the greatest performance by a wide receiver in postseason, mm-hmm. postseason history. Uh, Michael Thomas had 12 catches, right? 12 catches uh, on 16 targets. He had seven first downs, same as Steve Smith, uh, one touchdown, you know, one touchdown less. And then, like, I mean, he has 50 less yards. Mm-hmm. But he had, he some... had five catches for over 20 yards. Yeah, that's like a career performance. For Michael Thomas, essentially, what you're saying is that Michael Thomas had one of the best postseasons for games and like for the history of wide receivers, like modern day. Like, I'm sure you could go back and find like some random guy who was like Blitnikoff. Yeah, he had like four catches for like 180 something yards and two touchdowns. Or (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Uh, that's why he has the fucking award named after him. But yeah. I, I just Tyler Lockett's gonna do that someday. <laughs> he yeah, Tyler Lockett's gonna have a game like that one day. Jesus where Christ, he catches no. th- where he catches three passes, each of them are seventy yards, and each of them are a touchdown, and he's gonna finish with three catches for two hundred and ten yards and three touchdowns. That's absolutely <laughs> insane. That's what he's gonna do one day. Um, or t- or Tyreek Hill. Or Tyreek. Is is Michael Tom is okay? Is Michael Thomas gonna be the equivalent? to a running back like Melvin Gordon, who you guys need to get another receiver. Or else Michael Thomas is just... Michael Thomas is burning his wick at both ends. Yeah, I'm pretty positive that another receiving threat, maybe not receiver, but maybe like tight end, Mm -hmm. is going to be our second round pick, our first pick Mm -hmm. uh, this next year. But he's ridiculous. Like He's so talented. He does hand yoga. It's so crazy watching him. It, it's wonderful. Uh, I don't know. You, you, despite a rocky start, the Saints are still the best team in football. I don't give a fuck what you say to they me. They played perfect for three quarters. Right. Actually perfect. Actually perfect. Yeah. yeah. I, don't give, I don't give a fuck whatever you tell me. The Saints are the best team in football. Still. Matt, you can't deny that they played absolutely perfect for three quarters. <laughs> no, they did. They, they did. They, they killed Big Dick Nick. Yeah, it was pretty good. They, 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 <laughs> they, 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 uh... What's the I, word? I, I can't give them. I can't. They uh, I'm I'm trying to think of the the operation that that men have on their peepees. What's it uh, called? Vasectomy. Yeah, they vasectomied Big Dick Nick. <laughs> they gave the, they gave the Eagles a vasectomy. Yeah, that's they, like Carson Wentz is coming back. That's right. <laughs> uh, moderate Carson Wentz. Moderate. <laughs> no, Big Dick Nick. <laughs> Big Dick Nick. Big Dick. Good night, sweet prince. Go get that bag in fucking Jacksonville or somewhere. Make sure they have extra, extra, make sure they have extra big pants. <laughs> and Cialis. Yeah. It's Cialis. Gonna need it. <laughs> Episode title, Big Pants and Cialis. <laughs> extra big pants and a, and a packet of Cialis. Oh my god. Gonna need it. Oh no. Uh, extra big pants just in the crotch. Oh my god. I don't know. I um, I think these. You think two, well, he's a grower. I don't. Can we not? 
not talk about because well, like actually he could be, he, I think he's a grower and not a shower obviously because he's seen the beginning of this season yeah. right he's got to be a grower it takes a little time but once he gets going I don't care if you don't want to talk about big dicks big Nick big dick Nick's dick but that's what well, I was say. just but like, I sure man, you know he listens so like you know well we're complimenting him he doesn't want <laughs> he doesn't want to get embarrassed we man. like the stature of his dick stature. <laughs> It's got a good shape. It won a Super Bowl. <laughs> it uh, it held his infant son up. You know what I'm when saying? he was just, just, just oh, that's weird. I don't he like caught that. a pass. <laughs> Tom Brady couldn't do it. Man, Tom Brady couldn't do it twice. Right? He did it. They tried it again earlier this year, and the exact same thing. He can't do it. It's just, Tom Brady needs a bigger coat. It's not who he is. God, that coat is so big. <laughs> I think if it wasn't like if I had. No idea about football until starting with the Super Bowl from last year. Mm-hmm. And I became a fan from that point. I think the Saints probably would have been my favorite team anyway because they're the only team that didn't fucking run the Philly special. Chiefs didn't do it. No, instead they point, run the Taysom special. No, instead, <laughs> instead they just run other gimmicky random stuff. They run literally Taysom Hill. That's the team's gimmick, is Taysom Hill. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that's you substitute the Philly special for Taysom doing Taysom things. Yeah, that that's that's their, that's their that team's gimmick, is Taysom Hill. I love it. I absolutely love it. And was it he the... He better have made the damn Pro Bowl. By the way, he could throw a fucking pass. He better be a reserve. By the way, could, at every position. He, I, you could uh, vote for him for kick return specialist oh my god and then they could you <laughs> could use him Dude, the same way as the, he would the nfc pro bowl team is just gonna line him up everywhere they'll be like all right go play wide out and then the next play is gonna be a tight end and then the next play is gonna be quarterback and then the next play is gonna be running back yeah. and then he's gonna return then he's gonna then he's gonna punt all right that boy's definitely quarterback he threw a damn good pass in that game. He threw an interception against the Steelers, though. That yeah, and he threw bad. a really good pass to Michael Thomas earlier in the season, too. Yeah, he, he did. He I wanted pass, that man. fucking touchdown, damn it. My fantasy season depended on and it. And it was the first time. I'm pretty sure that was the play that, for the first time since 2016, Max Unger was called for holding, and it wasn't even a holding call. I, I was so pissed off that that got called. Like, it was like they saw the one guy fall down in front of Max Unger. So they're like, something had to happen here. And they threw the flag mm-hmm. because, you know, yeah, that part-time refs. Right. That happens. So you see refs doing a lot. Them damn part-time refs. Better than we have. We have tiers of referees. We have the replacement refs. Then right above them is the full-time ref. And right above them is Ed Hockley, but he retired. Oh, Ed Hockley sad. never made a mistake. And no, neither did anyone on his staff. Cause if they did, he would just choke them out right on the field with his biceps. <laughs> Those things are huge, man. He's a big boy. He would just he would just just siphon their life energy <laughs> right there on the sideline. Did you miss that offside? And then he absorbed their coaching energy into his biceps. Into his biceps, yeah. Yeah. I think if I also think that if you're an Ohio State fan, like you have to be rooting for the Saints right now oh, because yeah. that game was literally all Ohio State players <laughs> making plays. <laughs> eh. Uh, Claiborne and uh, not Claiborne, M- Lattimore. Yeah. I always mess up. Yeah, Lattimore had a hell of a game. Lattimore had a good game, he, and uh, obviously Michael Thomas. Yeah, he sh- pretty much shut down Alshon Jeffrey in the second half when he just decided to shadow him the entire time. Mm-hmm. And then, man, what a I, uh, we're still t- we're still technically talking about this game because it's the Eagles thing. Man, what a bust Golden Tate was. 
What a bust of a trade. He won them the Chicago game. He did, but, like, other than that, he did, like, nothing. Right? I don't think he's a bust. It was a bu- I'm not saying he is a bust. I'm saying it was a bust trade. Because yeah, what did right he now. what did he give them? Right. What production did he give like them? Like the immediacy of the trade didn't work out for them. Comparatively to like what happened with Amari Cooper. Right. Wait, but wait, the, wait. Amari... the immediacy Oh, the immediacy didn't work out in the regular season, but in the postseason, Golden Tate won them the game last That's week. what I just That's said. That's what he said that. Yeah, he said that, but it doesn't matter. Like And he was the most targeted on their team this week too. He and could, you saw that turned out. He wasn't the one that uh dropped the pass and lost the game. Man, all Sean... He didn't, he didn't drop, he pitched that shit. <laughs> <laughs> all Sean had... the best pitch I've ever seen in my life. All Sean had cracked ribs, man. Marshawn Lattimore did his best. I'm just saying, all Sean Jeffrey, uh, a few weeks ago, I got the best hands in the game. Marsh- he does not. DeAndre Hopkins does. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins is the best hands in football. Followed by Michael Thomas. Yeah, but they're right. both out of the playoffs. Not Michael Thomas, so he's kind of No, Michael good. Thomas still in. Michael oh. Thomas still in. He's still good. Michael Thomas have a good football team around him. DeAndre Hopkins have a good... What? Shut, man! <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins has a good quarterback, and he has a more athletic Dak. He literally does the same thing as Dak. He can't make the plays in the pocket, but if he's scrambling or... Deshaun's a little more accurate than no, Dak. No, Deshaun, Deshaun's more uh, accurate than the pocket. Did you, want, a, a did you watch more. the Indianapolis Colts game? I did, but he was bouncing the ball, dirtying the ball. Like, every time he was in the pocket... Dirtying the ball. I don't think he. I don't think he takes well to direct pressure when he's sitting in the pocket. Probably not. So uh, and if, he, and if he does, he tries not to scramble out. That's when he dirts it. He it's has time the to... pocket presence of a pair of leggings. He also got sacked <laughs> like twenty times more than the next person. So I just think he's just no, he a just... little like gun shy. Yeah. I think because of all the the times he's been hit, I think like when he's in the pocket, I think he gets hurried and rushed. Maybe that's probably if, uh, if that doesn't get fixed, he's gonna tear. Both his ACLs again. No, he's just not so, going to be a good quarterback. Uh, yeah, you know, he, he yeah. needs to get he, Tim they Couch. They need an O-line bad. Yeah, like Tim Couch. He's going to be a Tim Couch where like he has the talent, but because he gets hit so many times, he just like loses it. So it's time to look forward. We got one verse two, one verse two. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the NFC game first. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I don't think there's much to talk about. I think the Chiefs and the Saints are just going to win. The Saints I... are better than the Rams, and the Chiefs are better than the Patriots. I don't think it's going to be that easy. True. I mean, that may be the end result, but I don't think it's going to be that easy. Home teams have only lost like two times in the conference championship game in the last like ten years. I think the one that's going to be easy is Chiefs over Patriots. I disagree. The Patriots are not a good road team, just objectively. I don't. This year. I, I think all that goes out the window in the playoffs. No, I don't think it does. The last the the Patriots have not won a road playoff game since two thousand five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's been fourteen years I don't... since they've won a road playoff game. He's only won four in his entire career. Yeah, I hope the Patriots. Yeah, lose. and the Chiefs lose every fucking time they uh they uh host playoff game. All right, so they're gonna tie. Not anymore. Yeah, the, the curse is broken. You got one example. <laughs> it only takes one to break a curse. Uh huh. Only takes one to be a fluke too. Right. Yeah. Oh Dude, no. I don't I'm not gonna say Chiefs are a fluke goddamn. No, I'm not saying that either. Team. But like Andy Reid is can't... gonna come and put his foot so far up Bill Belichick's ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, walk that into that gonna, Chiefs that... are gonna win this game by thirty five and wait, a half. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, walk into that game against the greatest dynasty in football it's gonna, with that fucking attitude. He's gonna put You need to! You need to walk into the game swinging a dick! You can't walk you in that. flaccid. No, 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 no. I'm not We're saying... coming in, we're gonna beat the pants off. 
Tom Brady in his big ass but, jacket. But, but you think it's gonna be easy? Yes. No. We're gonna make him. We're gonna make him question his career like we did a few years ago when he had to forget that game and say we're on the Cincinnati. Uh, if uh. If that team walks in Mike, thinking Mike what you're thinking, if that team walks in thinking what you're thinking right now, they're gonna lose. They're not gonna think that. But I they think, better. But I think it'll happen. I just don't. I just don't foresee a situation where Tom Brady, who has only won four road playoff games in his entire career, is gonna walk into arguably one of the top five hardest places to play with this diminished remedial. Scheme based offense. We're it's not gonna based. let James right. White catch if we let James White catch the ball fifteen times, he's not gonna get over a hundred yards and score. He didn't get over a hundred yards in the last game. Oh, what did he have? Ninety seven. Oh wow. He <laughs> yeah, first of all that's actually kind of absurd that he caught fifteen passes and didn't get over. Because 100 every yards. single pass he got was at the line of scrimmage and he just ran. That's insane. Every single pass, like every single one. He didn't he never got a shot down the field. I okay. But the reason I think that out of the two games, the the Chiefs-Patriots game has the best chance of kind of being out of control is because, like, the Patriots this year have not only been bad on the road, and not only has Tom Brady historically been bad on the road in the playoffs, but, like, when you look at, like, the Rams going to New Orleans... The Rams aren't going into an environment that, like, yeah, it's loud and, yeah, it's tough to play. But, like, that game against the Saints they had earlier in the year, the Rams could have easily won that game. Like, the Ram- that game was kind of looked like it was going to get out of hand early. And then the Rams kind of, like, made a comeback and made it a game. I think they even took the lead at one point. I don't remember. I don't remember either. But I, I think they did. So, like, that was kind of a back-and-forth game. And, like, as I said, like, I know that the Saints, the Saints just played, we, like, the best 45 minutes of football they've played all year. I'm pretty sure we still run one by two scores. At the By the end, yeah, the, the Saints ultimately won by, I think, 10 or whatever it was. But, like, I don't know. I just think that that game has more of a chance of being back and forth because you don't have the discrepancy of this team is great at home and this team is bad on the road. You have two teams that have been the, – the, the Saints went, what, 13-3? and three? This year, they were undefeated on the road. Their three home, their three losses were in New Orleans. Like, I don't know. Like, it's and the Rams. Like, the Rams don't even really have a home field advantage. Right. Yeah. Like, their fans are still kind of in that like awkward, like docile stage. No, I definitely agree with that game. That I mean, the the Rams, the Rams Saints game is my uh, hard, tight, and close game of the week. TM, that's my new thing. Um. What did you call it? Hard, tight, and close. Hard, tight, and close. That was H-T- the hard, tight, and close special of the week. HTC? Yeah. That's the HTC of the week? It is. Um, F-A-D-P-O-D's HTC. Yeah. Brought O-T-W. to you by HTC. Yep. What's HTC? It's a phone, phone company. company. It's a phone company. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. Yo, shout out. Sponsor us. <laughs> Here at FadPod. We'll get you a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> give us money. We'll give you a t-shirt. We'll give all of your employees, all six of them. Oh, that was mean. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. No, they have, I don't uh, know if we could afford six t-shirts. I don't think <laughs> we could afford a whole giant two warehouses full of sweatshop workers in Korea. We could, though, one day. No thanks. If you subscribe to us on Patreon. Now, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not going to be. 
that easy for either of these teams. Yes, it is. Kansas City's going to win by 20. Think think, think what you want. But uh, I, I really don't fucking care. All right. The, it, the, the reality of the situation is the New England Patriots are the New England Patriots, and even if even if they're going to lose that game, which I believe they will lose that game, mm-hmm. it's not going to be an easy win. It, it's going to be won by probably a score. What's the score of the two games? Who wins and what's the score? God, let's that, put it out there right now. That that uh that Chiefs Patriots game is going to be a dumb high score. Um, m- maybe both in the high thirties, low forties. Um, Chiefs only give up eighteen points on at home. Yep. Who, who better to break that than Bill Belichick's Patriots? And I just want you to know, it's going to be the coldest game in Arrowhead history. They're calling for, like, negative 5 to negative 10 degree weather. Yeah, Tom Brady doesn't give a fuck about that. Yeah, he does. He's a 1-3 in three all-time on the road in cold conditions. What is it about in the last 20 years? Stadium. What is about playing... I mean, but he's great in the cold at Foxborough. Yeah, but... He's just great in Foxborough. That's so weird. Yeah, what is a... If you cherry-pick it and put him on the road, he's 1-3. What is Pat Mahomes in cold What a great cherry games? to pick. 1-0. Because he won last <laughs> week. <laughs> what a great body of work. <laughs> they both have one win. The weight. Right. Oh, that was great. You were well, like. Pat's got no losses. You were like. like that was so. What's Pat? 1-0. <laughs> He's undefeated. Hall of Fame career. Hall of Famer. He is future. Put it on the board. No holes. Championship. He is he is undefeated at home in sub freezing temperatures. How many did he play in? One. (laughs) (laughs) What's the score of both games, Justin? Who wins and what's the score? All right. Well, we'll put it out there so they can all make fun of us when we're all wrong. Uh, Chiefs. Chiefs. Patriots. Oh God. Um. Uh, thirty-five, forty-two. Chiefs. 35 to 42? Yeah. So they win by seven. A touchdown. Okay, so they win by a touchdown. Okay. What about the Saints-Rams? Uh, I think it's going to be much lower. I I kind lower. of agree. I yep. actually think the Saints-Rams game is not going to be as high scoring as the other game. Uh, Considering you have the best defense in the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. Versus yeah. a really good front four. Might be. Might be. Uh, 2023 Saints. 2023? Yep. So you're calling for two two one-possession games? Yep. By you. Uh, Hard tice, close week of the week. All right. <laughs> 31-28 Chiefs. 31-28 Chiefs. 2-0 uh, Rams. 2-0 <laughs> <to> Rams? <laughs> I like it. Matt, you go. <laughs> 42-10, Chiefs. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, 14-10, Saints. Ooh, okay. Wow. Um, That's a really low-scoring game. Uh, 38-17, Chiefs. Okay. And uh, I'm going to go... 28-20... to 20. But for the majority of the fourth quarter, it's 21-20, and then the Saints tack on a kind of like a, not an insurance score, but like they're trying to grind time off the clock, and Kamara like breaks one for kind of like a, like a, not a go-ahead touchdown, but like an insurance score touchdown late. So I'll say like 28-20 Saints. So you're the only one not picking the Saints. 
I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> Two Man, whole rams. Man, Matt. You're, uh... <laughs> That's not a wooden table. You're not, you're, you're, uh... That's what... Corey, Corey's my desk avoiding is wood. the jinx. Knock it. There I, you go. I, how many times did I say if we could beat the Colts, we're going to the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> I did pick you guys to go to the Super Bowl. So did I. So... I mean to pick, pick the Colts. Who'd you pick in the AFC to go to the Super Bowl? Chargers? Uh, no, I picked New England. Oh, you picked New England. Okay. I wanted the Chargers because I wanted the... Drew Brees, Philip Rivers storyline in the Super Bowl. Think about now, it, though. Your that that, that would have been a really nice. That would have been a good one. All four teams remaining, your potential Super Bowl matchups, New England, New Orleans, Brees, Brady, maybe the last time you see something this great in a Super Bowl, okay? Uh, New England, L.A., the old the old guns versus the new hot shots the in old, the NFL. Yeah, like the old curmudgeon the, coach the versus old the guard young. versus the new guard. Yeah. Kansas City, New Orleans, the MVP debate rages on to the best quarterbacks in the business. Kansas City, LA rematch the best Monday night football game in history. Yeah, you have four great storylines, no matter which way this goes. Right. It's pretty cool. Be Rams game, Rams commentators are going to be like, not know what to do in 10 years when fucking Sean McVay is in his 40s. <laughs> oh, yeah, what are they going to talk about? That was your trendsetter. I guess that's true. What, the once the, the youngest coach in the NFL history. We just talk about how he changed the NFL. He didn't change the NFL. I know, but they're going to. He just showed up it. and was like, "Hey, I'm just going to do a good job of coaching." I drank right. some coffee today. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, no, he he did change what what teams are. No, I don't think he's going to end up changing the NFL. I think a lot of this. He is already end up changed back. the NFL. Look at all the coaching hires. Everybody right. wants that, that's the next I'm, home run. That's what I'm about to get to. I don't think it actually permanently changes the NFL because a lot of these aren't going to work. And then realize oh, the only, majority of them are not going to work. realize there's only one Sean McVay and then everybody who comes from Andy Reid. And <laughs> that's it. Fair enough. I'll so take it. Is We always talk about the Bill Belichick tree not working out. Is it just, just because he's from Parcells and it's just Parcells' seeds are like... Parcell was kind of like a horse and he made these mules and then the mules couldn't like create the offspring? I, 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 yeah, that's a good analogy. It is a really good analogy. Yeah, Bill yeah. Parcells was like this like powerful stallion, right? But like they made him mate with a donkey. It was a, sorry, was, whoever Bill Parcells' was tri- wife is. It was a triple crown. You know, yeah, triple crown. Howarth had a had a uh, drain his balls. Mm-hmm. Right, and he made a lot. He made a lot of like really powerful mules, right? right. That like can haul things across the desert. Right. Without stopping, but mules can't reproduce, so they and here's just. Where we are. So Belichick just spits out like faulty coaches that don't work. And I mean, if if you're Peyton's from the Sean Peyton's from the Parcells tree, he is. Yep. I think all of, I actually think all of the coaches that are left somehow come from the Parcells tree. I think I read that somewhere. Even Sean McVay, like Sean McVay, somehow, like his first job was. I think underneath um, someone that was from the Parcells tree yeah. who hired him or whatever it was when he was on the Redskins staff. A lot of people forget about that. A lot of people forget that, like, a lot of people don't remember that Sean McVay was, like, on the Redskins staff and yep. then they let him go. Yep, but then every mother- motherfucker knows somebody who 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 knows Kevin Bacon. Who cares? Right. It re- I mean, when you go... I'll, I'll say this. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame... 
teams in the NFL that don't have head coaches for trying it? Because, I mean, for God's sakes, dude, when you when you take a team from the dead last offense to the best overall offense... Right, it's something. Pe- people are going to, like, be like, whoa. They're chase it. But I, I think that it's becoming less about... Sh- it's As much as I like Sean McVay, and as much as I think he actually is a very, very smart coach... Oh, he's great. There's no denying it. Um, I still think that, like, a big part of that growth spurt was just how bad Jeff Fisher was. You know what I mean? Oh, he was awful. Like, had Sean... Oh, he's Mc- the best 7-9 and nine coach of all time. <laughs> right. Like, you need 7-9, and nine, you need Jeff Fisher. Right. Great. Man, I want, I want the Steelers to hire him. We need a couple years of, like, 7-9 or worse. Well, it won't be worse. It'll just be 7-9. He's, he's the tank coach. He is the tank coach. Well, no, apparently John Gruden is the tank coach. Well... Apparently that's the. Uh, he's gonna try to. He's gonna try to revert to a good coach here. We'll see what happens when they move to Vegas. Next year, when they after they're done playing in like. We'll a, see. We'll see. He'll, he'll be trade, in two years. He'll trade away Derek Carr, draft Kyle Murray, and try to do something with a team. That oh sucks. God, I, I think that'd be a horrible trade. If I'm being honest. So do I. Trading away Derek Carr? Yeah, yeah. it'd be terrible. A Derek, don't don't get confused. Derek Carr's still good. Yeah, Derek Carr's still good. Don't get don't nobody get themselves confused about John Gruden. Like I I think almost at this point intentionally making a tank season happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the Raiders see. I don't think his season a number of years ago was an anomaly. I just think that, and it, and it's clear because like everyone thought, oh wow, that must be an anomaly because Amari Cooper isn't very good. And then Amari Cooper left. He went to another team. All of a sudden, Amari Cooper's really good. Like. Everybody knew Martavis Bryant was really good when he got to Oakland. I mean, outside of, like, the off-the-field issues. Martavis Bryant's a really good player. He's a really good receiver. They just, like, couldn't give him the ball. Like, in, in, in Oakland. Like... Right. It, it's definitely something with that team and the philosophies that Derek Carr is just, like, not wasting his talent, but kind of wasting his talent. So, I wouldn't even necessarily... I don't want them to trade him. Because it would be dumb. Because they're not going to find anything better. Well, they might. You never know. Kyler Murray might end up being, like, okay. You got Tua and Lawrence coming out in a couple years. Tua and Lawrence? Yeah. Well, Tua comes out... Next year. Next year. And Lawrence is Lawrence is not going to come out... Lawrence is a true freshman. Right. So Lawrence is probably going to play... Two more years? Yeah, it's two more years. Because he has to play his sophomore year, at least. And then... Or, no, he has to play until after... His sophomore year. He has to play a year after his sophomore year. Right. Tua just finished his sophomore year. Yeah. So Tua will play his junior year. Tua's also going to be one of those people that, like, he'll probably be okay. He's kind of like a Deshaun where, like, he's putting up a whole bunch of numbers and he's a gamer. But, like. I'd give him a Pat Mahomes. He has one of the best deep balls since Pat Mahomes. He doesn't have, like, the cannon that Mahomes has. He's just very accurate. Down well, the field. Yeah. So, Lawrence is the truth. Trevor Lawrence is... That's ex- who I want. You're excited for the next Peyton Manning? Is he the next Peyton Manning? Why do you say that? Because everybody says it. Right. Really? Yeah. Yes. Well, I won't believe it till I so see it. So long as he isn't Peyton Manning and he's Trevor Lawrence, I'm okay. I won't believe it till I see it. It never shakes out like that in the NFL. I don't know. A lot of people were saying that about Andrew Luck, and Andrew Luck's pretty good. Sure. It, it, it doesn't... 
I mean, it, it, there everyone, sure everyone was saying when Andrew Luck came out, they were like, this is the best quarterback talent since John Elway. I can't wait for him to win the Heisman and get cursed. But they were also saying that uh, <laughs> Matt Ryan was the best quarterback talent since Peyton Manning. Well, look, he lost the Super Bowl, okay? Yep. <laughs> Have fun with your 3,000 yard pass. <laughs> he, also, he, also, he also won an MVP a couple of years ago and then followed it up with the exact same statistical year and didn't win the MVP. Yeah. It's almost like the MVP goes to the quarterback that wins the most games. And he, the... Well, I mean, this year, in his in Matt Ryan's defense, uh, the, pers- the people that could win the MVP threw 2,000 more yards than him. Yeah, that's true. Or just, were completely more accurate than him and had a better rapport with yeah. his receivers. What I'm saying is, is like Matt Ryan's year that year was like criminally just okay, but they gave him the MVP because the, uh, the Falcons had the best record in the NFL. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I don't want Mahomes to win the MVP. Neither of you want your quarterback to win MVP. I want means... my I want my quarterback to win MVP and then break the curse. Hell yeah. That's more of the motivation. Any, any, anybody do it would be Drew Brees and then retire. Now he's got, he's got another couple years in him. I, think, I wouldn't. I think if he wins MVP and wins the Super Bowl, that's it. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine. Is it Teddy si- time after that? I can't imagine a situation where Drew Brees walks off with an MVP, potentially a Super Bowl MVP, and a Super Bowl trophy and comes back. Like, in what universe. Is uh, that not the perfect way? I guess way? we're just going to have to make sure he loses. Damn. Where are people listening to us at? Um, well, <laughs> hit your hit your home button, you fucking Ooh, dummy. I will do that right now. Me okay. too. And, and you look at it and, and uh, open up your podcast app. Oh, look at that. Whatever I your podcast app of choice. Shut the fuck up, Kuiper. Okay, it's, I open uh, my podcast app. And, now and, what? what's, and, and what are you listening to right now? Oh, look, it's football after dark. That's <gasps> us. You're right. Look, it's right there. Right, it says right hard, tight, and close. That was the title of the last episode, yes. But when you're currently listening to this podcast and the time jump that we're going to, you'd be currently listening to this episode, which I have yet to title. Okay, so you're there. Great. I'm glad you're listening to us on that. Make sure you follow, like, subscribe. Say something. Say something nice. Let me, let me or say sure. something mean so I can tell you you're a fucking I, I asshole. I am subscribed. Uh, and then when you're done with that... And make sure you're all done with that. You don't need to subscribe to us, man. Go to your home I screen. I already was. Oh, go to the fucking home screen. All right. Okay, I'm back on right, the home, home screen. screen. I'm instructing you. Okay, open up the handy dandy Twitter app. Ooh, okay. The better social media site compared to Facebook. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, now hit that search button. Uh, search. And then type F A D P O D in that okay, search. Give me bar. a second. My phone's slow because it's an i six. Right. Yep. F A D P O D. P O D. Oh, man, what shows up? Football After Dark, first result. Oh, look at that. It's the only one, too. Wow, look at that. And then hit that follow button, which you already did. Boom. I'm yep. following Football After Dark now. Yes, Thanks, you are. Jubby. Yeah, tweet at us. Talk to us. We'll talk back. Um, it's your Corey. You'll, you'll block us. Uh, <laughs> then hit that home button and open up the inferior Facebook app. I did it. Mm-hmm. And the easiest way to find us in this, you could search Fat Pop, but it doesn't always come up. Just search Football After Dark on that search button. Okay, I'm going to go to search. So let me, let me just uh, give me a second here. Football. After Dark. After Dark. And it shows up. Oh, it does. Look at that First right result. there. Yep. Hit that. Make sure you like the page. You can try to talk, talk to Kuiper on there. He runs it, but he's like never there. Listen, man. I'm a very busy guy, <laughs> all right? 
I try my best. And then after you're done with that, uh, you're done listening to the episode because I'm going to close it out. Hey! No, I'm kidding. Uh, when you're done with that, go to patreon.com slash F-A-D-P-O-D. Did you say F-A-D-P-O-D even though we missed the chance at the bit two times? By golly gee, fuck I did. Yay. Go on there and uh, if you're feeling like it, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, give us some fucking money, man. <laughs> <laughs> If, you, if you're feeling like, give us some fucking money. Yeah, do it. We have three different tiers. We have the $1, $1 tier, which is the fatty tier. On there, it's not going to get much for it, but we do appreciate your support. You'll see some Patreon we posts. Shout you, we, we see Patreon posts, and we shout you out when you're when you're available. You know what right. I'm saying? Yep. And then, the step after that is the $5 tier. I forget what it's called every single time. That's the big fatty. The big fatty tier. Which we have one Thomas shown in. Thank you very much. I appreciate your support, buddy. Um, usually on that tier, we make sure like we shout you out, shout out, try to shout out your team. We did shout out the 49ers in this episode, talking about prospects next year. Um, we shouted out in essence. Uh, <laughs> we in a roundabout kind of way shouted out angry. <laughs> but yeah, oh I'm yeah, sorry, I dude. needed to make sure like. So, like, we made fun of him last week for being, like, an Eagles fan, like, saying that he was, like, half, like, bandwagon, even though we've always known him as a Bills and an Eagles fan. Mm -hmm. Then he liked to, oh, because it was my dad's team, and I tried to root for that. Oh, man, he gave me, like, a sob thing. It was, oh, man, you're not a bandwagon. I'm sorry, angry. No, I I, I defended him. him, And to thank him, Corey blocked him on Twitter. Right. No, I defended him last week. I said that everybody's a fan of two teams. Everybody. Yeah, everyone's. You have your favorite team, and then you have the team that if your uh, if your team isn't in it, you kind of default to them. Right. Mine's the Saints, actually. Yeah. So see, everybody has it, and that's mine what is he the has. Seahawks. He just wears it more proudly than everybody else, and I appreciate you for that, angry. And also, we have one uh, one Ben Birdie in that tier who is a devout Browns fan, the most devout I've ever seen in my life. Uh, he, he's in the super fatty tier. Yeah. Oh, I was not, I didn't, oh, I didn't talk about that tier. I'm, I'm acting up. Yeah, we have the super fatty tier. It's $10 tier. There's a couple things you get from that. You get the same thing you get from the $5 tier. We shout you out. Shout, like, shout out the Angry and Ben. And uh, talk about the Freddy Kitchens thing. Uh, which is the best possible thing that Browns could have done, I think. And uh, from that, you also get our football uh, after dark deep cuts. Which is where we just talk about random bullshit while I'm sound checking everybody before the episode starts. And uh, this week's one was a good one. So you make sure you sub. This is a really good one. We talked about AGDQ. Because Kuiper went there. I did go there. And he talked about his whole story there. It was a really good time. So if you want to listen to that, There were some funny things that happened. Fork up the cash, homie. <laughs> no, seriously, I appreciate all of your support. I love you very much. And I will see... Oh, we'll hear, well, you'll hear us next week after we know what the Super Bowl is. It's going to be exciting. Alright, anyway, I love you. I don't. Yay, I did it finally after finally. weeks. After all these weeks. Yay!